0: Welcome to the fourth episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood, and in this episode, what I wanted to uh, go through with you guys is give you some interview tips and some hiring strategies that that I would use. First of all, that I have used when getting jobs, uh, medical sales jobs in the past, but also I want to give you the perspective from somebody that has hired people. Now, I haven't hired you know a hundred people, but I've hired I've hired enough people to have an idea. Of what I'm doing, um, you know, I'm not the best, but I think I can share my my perspective with you and some of the things and tips that I've done on the hiring side of things that are going to kind of change the way you, the, the way you're thinking about actually getting the job and getting the interview, um, you know, with whichever medical device company you're you're interviewing with. Um, and so I wanted to start with a I want to give you a, a personal example of this because. Uh, this is going to illustrate things for you, make it very crystal clear. So there was a, this is about a year ago, I think it was the end of 2017, start of 2018, something right around that time. And there was a kid that I had been in contact with. Uh, He had reached out to me through one of the recruiting services that we have. I got connected with him and he was two or three years out of college and he's been in a sales role. And so he's, he's, He's got some sales experience. Um, it wasn't in the medical field, but, you know, at a minimum, he had some sales experience and, and uh, a decent resume. And so he and I had been in contact. Uh, we had one phone interview, I think it was. Um, you know, we had exchanged a couple of emails, then we had our first phone interview. And what I had told him following that, so we have this phone interview. It goes pretty well. And, you know, from my perspective looking at him as a candidate looking at you know is this somebody that i want to continue trying to follow up with follow up with do i think he's going to be a good fit for our for our company he was certainly worth continuing the conversation with and so what i did at that point we had um we i was going to be going out of town for work for for the um one of the one of the courses one of the orthopedic conferences um in like a week and a half or two weeks and so what I told this kid is I wanted to sit down with him in person once I came back from that conference. And so we finished the phone interview, and, and a week and a half or so later is when I was going to be leaving to go to this conference. And it was going to be a three-day conference, and I was going to come back. And then I wanted to sit down with him and meet him in person. And so, you know, this is kind of what we agreed upon. And, well, we didn't set a date. We didn't set a time. I just told him that I'd be in touch with him When I got back. Now, here's the thing. I told him I was going to be in touch with him when I got back. But in reality, when I came back, I never reached out to him. And I didn't do that to be a prick. I didn't do that for uh, for any other reason than I wanted to see what his follow up skills were with me. So You know, I think a lot of people that are interviewing for jobs, it doesn't have to be medical sales, it could be whatever. I think a lot of people that are interviewing for jobs think that the interview is when they're sitting down in front of the customer, or sorry, in front of the interviewee, in front of the employer or HR. Believe me that especially in a sales role, how you get to the sit down or interview is just as much a part of the interview process as actually sitting and talking with somebody, right? Like, like I'm evaluating this kid and his follow-up skills right now, even though I know that we're trying to schedule a time to sit down and, and talk in person. And in his mind, he was thinking that the interview didn't really start until he and I got together. And so, uh, I come back from this. I come back from this conference. And a week goes by, I don't hear anything from him, and I don't reach out to him. Another week goes by, the end of the second week, after this conference, he shoots me an email. Says, hey, uh, you know, I don't know what happened there, I was expecting an email back from you, Um, can we still get together? And so I respond to him, I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, let's, let's find a time to make it work. That was my response back to him. Um, again, I don't set up a time I'm waiting for him to take the initiative with me to actually follow up with me, to be creative and how he's actually going to get in front of me and find time to, to make it work with my schedule. And I don't do that because I'm arrogant. I don't do that because I, I'm in the position of power, so to speak. I do that because when you are in a sales role, All of your customers are going to be acting the exact same way. You know, when we're salespeople, we have to go call on a customer who actually doesn't want to, most of the time, 95 to 99% of the time, they don't care to meet with us. They don't want to see what we have. They don't want to make time for us. And so what I'm doing in this environment is I'm finding out what is this kid's follow-up skills? How hungry is he to get this job? Because that's going to be more I'm going to find out more about his long-term success and his fit with us in a sales role by how he follows up with me a hell of a lot more than I would ever get out of him in an interview, right? Like if you sit down with somebody for a half hour or an hour and you talk with them, anybody can BS you for 30 minutes to an hour when they're in front of you. So many people are good at the one-on-one hiring scenario. They can tell you all the things you want to hear. They can appear like they are the best candidate ever. But in reality, that person may not be any good at following up. And I need to figure that out before I ever sit down with them, or at least before I ever hire them. And so anyway, let me go back to this and finish the story is that I emailed him and said, yeah, let's find a time to get together. Nothing happens. Literally another three weeks go by. He emails me and says, hey, you know, I was really excited about this position, but your lack of communication back with me has me really concerned about your company. I don't think this is the right, right fit for me. I'm going to have to pass. <laughs> and so he sends me this email essentially saying that because I was not following up with him, that he's concerned about us as a company and he excused himself from the hiring process. You know? And in my mind, I'm like that, you know, it it's good. It's a win-win, right? Because he would not have been a good fit in our our organization. I don't think he would probably be a good fit in the medical device industry in general. And so it actually helped us in a lot of ways. He excused himself. He, he uh, took himself out of the race, so to speak, because he didn't have the follow-up skills that we were looking for. And so I tell you that story, you know, it, it, it's, it's funny. It's kind of hilarious. I, th- I thought about writing him back saying, Hey, um, <laughs> the reason I'm not following up with you is because I'm trying to figure out if you're actually going to be good at this job because so much of our job and of sales jobs in general, but especially, you know, in my experience in our job, so much of it is follow up. Nothing ever happens the first time. And it's not the customer's responsibility To meet with us. It's not the customer's responsibility to look at our product or look at our service or give us a chance. They have no responsibility for that. It's our responsibility as the sales rep to get our product and our service in front of the customers. And I've got to take responsibility for that. And so, what I'm trying to do in the interview process is I'm trying to find out if this person that I'm talking with, that I'm interviewing with, are they taking responsibility for the fact that they want this job, that they that it's their responsibility to get in front of me. It's not my responsibility to get in front of them. And so that's essentially what I was trying to get through to him. And I, I didn't send him an email like that. I you know, I thought about it for a while. I just sent him, you know, sorry to hear that. Totally understand. Have a good day. Uh, but, you know, inside I'm, I'm kind of chuckling to myself thinking like, you don't get it. You're not understanding that it's not about the sit down 30 minute or hour interview that you and I would have in person. The whole last, the last month and a half has been your interview. And you didn't reach out to me hardly at all. You sent me one, one email the first time two weeks late. And then you sent me another email three weeks later to tell me you were, you weren't going to take the job. Like there was no LinkedIn communication. He didn't reach out to me there. He didn't find me on social media. He didn't figure out my number and text me. There was, there was nothing that happened that told me, yeah, this guy's going to be good at our job. And so I share that with you. Kind of getting back to the the original thought, I share that with you guys because when you're thinking about interviewing for a job, and look, my experience is only in medical device sales, so I can't, I can't say from experience all the other jobs are going to be the same, but I'm pretty damn sure they're all going to be essentially the same. When you are interviewing for a job, the interview is not when you're on the phone with the customer. Sorry, <laughs> on the phone with the customer on the phone with the hiring manager or whoever. The interview is not when you're sitting in front of them talking to them. The interview is everything else that's going on. Don't tell me, show me, right? Like that's, that's one of the, that's one of the things that I live by in when I'm interviewing people is don't tell me, show me. Anybody can tell you anything. Anybody can sound good on the phone or in front of you, they may look good. They can give you all the right answers. They can, you know, what are your three strengths? What are your three weaknesses? And they, they can have great answers. And it's like, okay, that's great. That's all just tell me stuff. Show me that you're going to be good at this job. And so when you're hiring, or sorry, when you are interviewing to get those jobs, you've got to remember that. That especially in a medical sales role, uh, or a sales role in general, general, but medical sales in particular, expect the people that are interviewing you, that are hiring you, to not be reaching out to you. It's not their responsibility. You've got to look at it as your responsibility. So when somebody says, hey, you know, let's find a time to meet up or can I get in front of you? Can, can, I, can I get you on the phone? Can I talk about the opportunities that you have there? That's good, but understand that they're going to be evaluating you based on everything else that goes on in the downtime between your email and when they actually get in front of you, and um, that is, I think that is one of the most overlooked things. That, and I, I, guess maybe I'm maybe I'm not totally in the world every single in in that world in the hiring world every single day. But I certainly have never seen that um, recommended when I'm when I'm looking at like interview tips or strategies how do you get a job in medical sales like i don't think anybody's talking about that but understand that it's your responsibility to get in front of the person that you want to see and they are going to be evaluating everything you do they're going to be evaluating hey did this person only use one form of communication with me like if they're only emailing with me they may not be they may they may not have the follow up creativity that i'm looking for that i need To be successful. You know, in a lot of ways in our job, we've got to use a number of forms of communication to be able to get in front of the customer. If I only use email or if I only use in-person cold call visits or I only use LinkedIn messages or any other form of communication, they're probably not creative enough and they're probably going to struggle long term. To be able to build a business. Now you might be able to come into a territory or working with a company where your where your leads are kind of given to you, but certainly if you're going to try to build a business from the ground up, you know when you don't have a lot of business, you're going to try to grow it. You're going to be walking in and trying to get in front of people that don't want to. They don't want to make time for you. They don't want to meet with you. They have no interest in looking at your product or service, and they they're going to go dark on you. You're going to send them an email nothing's going to happen. You're going to send them a follow-up email. Nothing's going to happen. You're going to send them, you're going to drop by their office. You're going to leave literature for them. Nothing's going to happen. You're never going to get a call back. You're going to have to stay on it and you're going to have to be creative with how you act, how you continue to follow up with that customer so that hopefully you can get in front of them. And it's the same thing when you're interviewing with, in, in your sales role. Think about it the same way, approach it the same way. They're going to be, if they're good, they're going to be analyzing how you are interacting with them in the lead up to the interview, not just when they're sitting down in front of you. You know, obviously you need to be good in that time, right? You've got 30 minutes or an hour sitting down with somebody face to face. You have to do well there. The person that's hiring you, they have to like you. You have to be personable. You've got you've to come off as somebody that can do well in front of customers. you got to have some of those intangibles and you got to be able to think quickly on your feet. You know, they're going to be analyzing a lot of things about you. And so you do have to do well in those environments. It's not the only thing is follow-up, but it's certainly a big part of our job. You know, the, the numbers, and they're not specific to medical device sales. I haven't seen numbers specific to medical device sales, so it's hard for me to, to give you an exact number from that standpoint. But when you look at sales numbers in general, the number that, they, that continually comes up is 98.2. What that means is the first time you contact somebody, that you're in contact with somebody, you present your product or your service, 2% of the time, they're going to buy the product and 98% of the time, they're not going to. And that means that if you're going to convert a customer, you've got to follow up with them. You know, the numbers say that between the 5th and the 12th time that a customer sees a product or service that's when eighty percent of the business is done. That's when eighty percent of the conversions are made. So eighty percent of your sales, if we use that number, and again, it's not going to be perfect in medical device. That's a sales number in general with products. So, but take it for what it's worth because it's certainly at the um, the theme is what you need to take away between the fifth and the twelfth contact is when 80% of the deals are going to be done. You're never going to get deals the first time you show a product to somebody. You're never going to get in front of the customer the first time you walk in the door. Now, I say that, obviously there are going to be chances where you do, but understand almost all of the business that you're ever going to do in medical sales, almost all of the new business that you're going to convert is going to come from follow-up because you're not going to get that business the first time. And so when you're interviewing You've got to take that same approach that I can't just expect that I had this one email communication with this hiring person and automatically everything's going to happen. You've, you've got to take the responsibility to own that interview, to get to the next point, to move them forward, to move yourself forward in the interview process. All right. I hope that's helpful for you guys. Take that to heart. Understand that when people are hiring you, and looking to hire you, they're evaluating everything you do, especially follow-up. And so you've got to be good at that. Stay on top of that. Take responsibility for it. All right. I hope that helps you in your interview process. And um, yeah, thanks for listening.